Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Create Your Life series, where we help you maximize your potential and results in the area of personal development, entrepreneurship, and travel. And I'm your host, Kevin Y. Brown. Create your life. Create ta propre vie. Create your life. Create your life. Create la tua vita. Create your life. Don't skip your life. You better create your life. <laughs> create your life. Create la vie. Create your life. Create your life. Create Your Life family, thanks for tuning in to this episode. Before we get started, I wanted to share some exciting information from our sponsor. We only pick people and companies that we think are awesome to bring onto the show, so please support them. As a podcaster, I've spent hours and hours editing, doing show graphics, and much more, and I finally got fed up with losing all of my free time to post-production activities. So I decided to do something about it. And if you are a fellow busy podcaster who would like to just record and have someone else do the dirty work of graphic creation, tagging and uploading your show to your server and in-depth SEO generating show notes, go to podcastlaundry.com or call 347-871-8273 to schedule your consultation. That's podcastlaundry.com or 347-871-8273. Beautiful people, this is the Create Your Life series. I'm your host, Kevin Wyatt Brown, and today we have another amazing guest for you. This gentleman is actually a law student and the founder of Raising Benjamin, which is a platform dedicated to increasing the wealth of young black millennials by sharing insights in finance that are as easy to learn as a Drake verse. After obtaining his bachelor's degree in finance from Kutztown University of Pennsylvania in 2011, he immediately began his career at J.P. Morgan, where he spent four years working in risk research and legal and compliance. Through his work, he found the need for financial literacy and empowerment among minority communities. This inspired him to create Raising Benjamin. During his spare time, he likes to drink kombucha while reading the Wall Street Journal and advises local businesses on growth strategies. If he isn't doing those things, he's probably listening to Drake somewhere. <laughs> create your life family. I'm talking about none other than Mr. Carl Joseph Black. Carl, please say hello. So thankful to be here today, man. I'm just It's an honor. Definitely, man. I appreciate you taking the time out. I've been following you on Instagram for a while, man, and see the impact that you have and the fact that people are really reaching out to you and your audience is so engaged, man. I love that. And I just love what your mission is, you know, with Raising Benjamin. I even just love that name. I want to jump right in, man. Tell us a bit about your entrepreneur journey and getting to where you are now. As a teenager, I always like created businesses and they always operated like they were for different things. So like when I was in high school, I ran a lot of uh, DVD, CD business where I was basically just shooting out DVDs and shooting out CDs for sale at school. Simple things in high school that help you learn about business. And one of the big lessons I learned early on is trying to figure out ways to guarantee income and keep costs low, right? And it's one of those things that kind of carried on with me throughout every entrepreneurial journey that I had. 
one of the most important things that I continue to share, at least from my experience, is using different spaces to learn more about business. When I went to college, I learned about finance and I reapplied that to entrepreneurship. When I worked on Wall Street, I learned about finance. I learned about business, but then I reapplied that to my personal life and what personal businesses look like for me. Everything is a learning experience Mm -hmm. that I try my best to reapply. How did your inspiration for wealth creation come about? It started really early. When I was about nine years old, nine, ten years old, my dad had me read the Wall Street Journal. He always told me like, hey, these these are how businesses grow. This is how our economy works. And that was like my first exposure to wealth creation because he told me the fastest way to build wealth is to invest. The second fastest is to work. That never made sense to me. Of course, over time, I kind of learned that. So that was like my first like introduction into wealth creation. Of course, over time, like I really, really fell in love with it. And um, I made my first investment around 14 years old, McDonald's. And I actually made more money investing in McDonald's than I did operating the businesses that I did over that same period of time. When I saw the math, I was like, oh man, this is the space that I kind of want to live in. This is the space that I want to operate in moving forward. Right now, you're in law school. You're a 2L. Where are you in law school at and how are you balancing this? Because I see that your business is growing on a consistent basis, man. How are you balancing that? I'm a second year law student at CUNY Law, which is a city university in New York. I'm trying my best to balance it. My first year, I was really successful in balancing and growing the business (laughs) as well as performing well in school. But this year, of course, it just started. And I'm realizing it's a little more difficult Of course, when you're growing a business and you've grown it over the last year or so, at the same time, now you're getting like real lawyer work, especially in the realm that you really want to study. I'm using systems this semester to send me notifications and remind me that certain things are due or will be due in X amount of time. I'm a big systems based person and I haven't like used systems for law school yet. So I'm still starting to get used to it, but I'm using like project management systems for my educational stuff, which is really interesting, right? Because usually you use project management tools for work, but to do it for yourself and to manage not only your business, but to also manage your education, it sounds really weird. I'll let you know, of course, moving forward, how that works out. Speaking of, man, you're talking about systems. You built a financial chat bot. Tell us about that, what it took to make it, and how that's actually revolutionizing your business. In June, I built a financial chatbot called Benjamin. That's the name. It's simple and plain Benjamin. And it's basically your financial assistant. So think of like Siri or Alexa for Amazon, but for finance. So basically, if you have any question in the world about finance, you text Benjamin. Benjamin saying, yo, what's good? And then you just say, hey, Benjamin, what's the current median interest rate in the United States right now? Or, you know, what are the mortgage rates like? Or how do I invest in a stock? And Benjamin responds with an answer that's perfectly tailored for you. I've been able to do that using a number of different systems. I have one artificial intelligence system that I use that I've connected with Microsoft Excel, surprisingly, where I basically put a huge repository of data. I use this product called Superphone, which allows me to send the information directly to people's phones. I've been able to merge three different systems so that I can successfully implement one particular chatbot for people that, you know, just need financial help. Finance in its own right is something very, very complicated. It's part of our everyday lives. We all have different financial needs at different financial times. At one point, you want to learn how to budget your money. You want to learn how to invest. You want to buy a house, which is the biggest purchase of your life, right? So you'll have different questions throughout your entire life. So why not have a financial assistant? 
So for you and growing your business, growing your social media following, et cetera, et cetera, what have been some of the keys to your growth besides consistency? Some of the keys uh, besides consistency, I would say is brevity. It's really important to say what you need to say, either one, a short amount of time or in a short amount of space, Um, because the thing is, time is essential when running a business, especially when you're running a business and you're like a full-time student. A brevity has been one really important thing. Another thing other than consistency, um, and I guess I mentioned this before, but it's using systems because systems, what they do um, is they keep you organized, right? And of course, systems don't necessarily have to be technology-based systems. Sometimes systems are just like ways that you do things, right? Like a system is I wake up in the morning, I do this. By 12 o'clock, I got to be doing this. By 6 o'clock, I got to be doing this. Or if you have an assistant, a digital assistant or a virtual assistant or an actual person, integrating that into your ordinary life is operating a system. Brevity, systems, and time management. Time management is enormous. It's one of those things where I really wasn't great at that. I'm very huge in just diving into work. The work I do is predominantly research-based. Financial information, I'm Mm -hmm. looking up stocks, I'm looking up how the economy affects a certain stock. It's so easy to just fall into research and never, never get out. It's kind of like falling in a Wikipedia hole. Time management allows you to tackle so many different things when you kind of set a limit to how much time you're going to spend on a particular thing. So time management, brevity, and system organization. In addition to being in law school, and having your own company, you are also in a relationship, man. How do you balance that and make sure that things are running smoothly at home? One of the most important things in life is finding a partner that fully understands what you're doing and fully supports what you're doing. When you when you have that, it makes things much, much, much easier. Another thing that really makes things easier is communication. You know what I mean? And it sounds cliche, but like when I tell my girlfriend, yo, baby girl, the next three days is text only. She's like, I get it. It's text only. So I'm going to only text you. When you share that information, when you communicate that and you're with someone who already understands and supports what you're doing, it makes things so much easier. And then I find that um, sometimes those are the things that kind of ruin relationships in times like when you're busy. It's either there's a communication issue where you're not speaking to your partner or you haven't communicated with your partner that this is what you're doing with your life and that you need their support. Whether it's active support of, hey, baby, I need you to back me up on this or help me do this or just passive support like, baby, I need you to not hit me up. We kind of confuse support sometimes with the whole, you got to be helping me do something. But sometimes support is just, you got to not talk to me and let me just live in this hole that I'm in so that I could continue to create. What has been the biggest personal challenge that you have needed to overcome in order to be who you are today? So my biggest personal challenge is discipline, 100%. I grew up from uh, West Indian parents. My parents came from Haiti, so discipline was already ingrained in me. But one of the things that we continue to confuse is discipline and good habits. What happens is we are disciplined growing up. So those things that we were disciplined for end up being good habits, and we confuse those good habits as discipline when they're just habits. A good habit that I have that I developed over through discipline is making my bed every morning. When I was a kid, my mom used to tell me make my bed. And then when I moved out for the first time, I ain't make my bed for like a year. So I had to retrain myself to make my bed. I was making my bed 
And it's something that I can't do without in the morning. Like, it's the first thing I do. You confuse that sometimes. As, I'm disciplined. I make my bed every morning. But it's just like it's innate now. So really, the practice of discipline is doing something you don't want to do consistently. For example, one of the challenges that I had is waking up really early in the morning. And when I say early, everybody has a different definition of early, right? Some folks are like 8 a.m. is crazy early. Some folks are like 7 a.m. is crazy early. So like for me, my entire career, I've always lived very close to my job. When I was on Wall Street, I lived 15 minutes from work. So I didn't have to wake up as early as other people. So I developed a bad habit of not getting up. Over the last few years, I've been like pushing back the clock 30 minutes. And like when I get up, I'm like, I don't want to get up. Like, you know what I mean? And I try to cheat the getting up situation as like, if I get up and I'm checking emails in my bed, I'm up technically. But no, I'm not. That's that's where discipline comes in. Clearly, you're trying to cheat the system. You need to do better. So do better. So that's that's my biggest challenge. And I realized that like using discipline actually increases your life exponentially, specifically in a small period of time. Like if you're like, oh, I'm going to do this particular thing every day, no matter what, like I'm going to work out one hour a day every day, right. two months, your body looking crazy good because you're staying because you're being disciplined. Like the yeah. results are there. You just got to be disciplined. Okay, cool. Who has been your biggest champion on your path to becoming who you are today? My mom, specifically, she's been so supportive my entire life. It baffles me still. She's been able to kind of see what I've been doing, and she's never doubted me once, even when I've doubted myself. When I didn't have the confidence in certain things, like, she would be the person to be like, nah, I believe you could do it, especially with building um, the chat by itself. She kind of was behind me, like, do it. The people need it, so do it. And let me ask you this, in that, how did you deal with negative feedback as you were rising and as you've been doing, you know, raising Benjamin and building a chat box? What did you think when you first saw it? Or, you know, was it public? Was it not? And how did you handle it? So the negative feedback didn't necessarily come from the actual bot itself being built, but it just came from taking a non-traditional path in the legal field. Mm -hmm. A lot of folks kind of shared with me that, hey, you know, this is not what lawyers do their first summer. They mm -hmm. usually go intern. But I realized that this is space that exists. People really need financial help and they need to learn the basics of finance. So the negative feedback was in that space between my mom and between just me seeing the progress that I've been making with the actual chatbot itself. That kind of like pushed out the noise. Even, for example, being here to be behind this microphone talking to you shows me that I'm making progress. And it shows that, like, the negative feedback is being out, out flooded by, by this. So that's how I've been able to deal with the negative feedback. I've been allowing just the work to speak for itself. What does your peer group look like? Everybody's doing something awesome. Like, I have a friend of mine. His name is Michael Tong. He's a senior marketing manager at Brooklyn Museum. My girlfriend, Tracy G, is the co-host of Sway in the Morning. My cousin is a top advertiser, like a top designer at a top five, top two, and not two of advertising firm. So many of my friends, so many of my colleagues are doing great things. That actually keeps me going. That's the thing that makes me wake up and say, yo, these guys are doing great things. And, you know, they're faced with adversity all the time. So I need to keep going and do my thing as well. Also, I lean on them. They know what it's like to go through tough times. They could definitely share with me what to do when I'm in a tough time. What advice would you give to others looking to follow footsteps similar to yours? Do your research. Do your research. Do your research. The more you read, the more you research, the more confident you'll get in your decision making. Sometimes you'll have an idea that 
the entire world is against, and that's because you see something they don't. You've been able to do the the amount of research to be confident in yourself and in your decision. One of the great examples is lately, recently, with Tesla. I sold my Tesla stock in July, and people thought I was nuts. There were just some fundamental things that I saw in Tesla. It's not that Tesla's not a bad company. I just felt like it was overvalued based on where it was in its current process. It's a phenomenal company. It's just, if it's overvalued, it's overvalued. Ever since then, you know what I mean? Like, we know how Tesla's been doing lately. And I was able to get out three to four weeks before that, way, way up. And that's because I pushed against what other people thought was great. And this is based on my research. This is based on me looking at the model of the company and where it is at in comparison to other companies and saying, this just don't make sense to me. And I'm going this way because my research is telling me that. I'm always open. When I'm approached with new data, I form a new opinion. And that's the big thing about research. You might have one assumption, you encounter new data, and you have to change that assumption. Anybody that's trying to do what I'm doing, research, research, do your homework, research, and Love. believe in yourself. If you weren't doing what you're doing now, what would you be doing? I don't know, because I would do this for free. <laughs> like, I would do it for free. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, And I was doing it for free for a long time. I was just like, hey, I'm just sharing financial information with people because that's what I do. That's what I love. Like, I would do it if I never got paid for it. But if I wasn't doing this, I'd probably be like a doctor or something. I'd probably be like a surgeon. My parents wanted me to be a neurosurgeon. So I'd probably be doing that maybe. Look at you, create your life family. Man, he's pushing back, man. He's being bold and he's making decisions for his own life. Wow, create your life family. I hope that you are really enjoying this episode. I wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsors and let you know that our sponsors are giving special offers just for you. If you are a fellow busy podcaster who just wants to record and spend the rest of your time doing what you love, like working out at the gym with family and friends or traveling, use code CYLS for a discount on services when you go to podcastlaundry.com or call 347-871-8273 to schedule your consultation. That's podcastlaundry.com or 347-871-8273. And without further ado, let's get back to the show. Carl, my next question to you, man, is can you swim? Yes, I'm not great, though. I need to work on my breaststroke. I think um, I need to spend more time at YMCA doing that specifically. Oh, it's all good because we got uh, life jackets and you know, you're only swimming with dolphins. We're oh. jumping into the dolphins. Hey, right let's go. Okay, so this is rapid fire. I hope you're ready. What are your goal setting methods and how do you measure or make sure that you are growing each year? So I set micro goals. Instead of saying, hey, I want to make $100,000 this year, I say, hey, I want to make $5,000 this month. So I'm a micro goal setter, and I base that on actionable steps. What can I do right now to reach this thing? And then I set that goal. If I can't quantify it, then I don't set it. What was holding you back from creating your best life? Conventional nature. Looking at mentors, looking at people that I wanted to be like, and trying to emulate my steps based on the steps that they've made. But over time, I realized that they were making new steps themselves. So I need to make new steps if I want to be what I want to be. Top tech that you're using to make your business run smoothly? It's either between Wit AI, Microsoft Excel, Google Calendar. Oh, Benjamin, of course. Yeah, just just Favorite those. quote or model that you live by? Price is what you pay, value is what you get. Warren Buffett. Favorite or most impactful book that you've read? Finite and Infinite Games. Okay, bye. Wow, I can't believe I forgot his name. We'll find it for you. A better book is Principles by Ray Dalio. 100% 
recommend it. I think that's going to be number one by the time I'm done. Three jewels that you would tell someone looking to create their best life. Believe in yourself, be consistent, and really respect your time. What's next for you? I'm thinking venture capital. I want to invest in other businesses. I want to help people build businesses like I help my family build theirs. We run um, daycare centers yeah, out in Pennsylvania. They're for low income, for low income children. And what we want to do is, what we do is we provide a great quality education for low income kids. How can we keep in contact with you? Instagram at Joe Black, or you can follow Benjamin at Raise Benjamin on Instagram at Raising Benjamin on Twitter at Joe Black everywhere if you want to get in touch with me personally. Awesome. And I also have to ask, how do we get the chat bot, Benjamin? The link is bit.ly, bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash it's I-T-S, me, Benjamin. All right. Well, Carl, we have reached a point in the interview, man, which is called the turnaround, where you become the interviewer. I am the interviewee. You get to ask me three questions and I have to answer. So with that being said, I'm all yours, but I have one request. Sure. Please be gentle. All right. So my first question is, how has New York as a city changed your life? Because I know you're born and raised in the Bay, correct? From Vallejo, California. Wow. That is, that's a loaded question. How has New York changed me? I feel like I have that New York toughness now. That's something serious. I also think that the atmosphere is competitive and just reeks of ambition. You got to be on your A game and everybody's here. Everybody's trying to hustle and make stuff happen. So I feel like it's raised my competitiveness and my standards for myself as an entrepreneur, as a person and what I can be. It's also exposed me to so much more in terms of culture, in terms of people, in terms of just the things that are available to you if you think or if you have a conversation with a person. I feel like you can get all of that here. And I love the fact that you can go from Koreatown to Little Italy to uh, Little Senegal to all of these different places in the city within a few blocks sometimes and have all of these different experiences. You're definitely going to get all of the seasons here. You know, you're going to get all of that. But New York has definitely changed me, man. It's actually where I grew up. You know, I've been here for ten over 10 years at this point and it's turned me into the entrepreneur that I am, the person that I am, man. So I'm excited to see what comes of it and really to expand and go out into the world, man, even more and see what I'm made of. But it's definitely, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. It's that type of place. That's dope. That's dope. My second question is, name two people mm-hmm. who have inspired you on a personal level lately and how. Wow. Who have inspired me on a personal level. To be honest with you, one person I'm going to say is my landlord. My landlord's 78 years old. She's a living legend in her own right. She's a the godmother of African-American books. So a lot of people who are African-Americans who got book deals, you know, she's been working in publishing for like 50 years. She's like the real deal. I rent an apartment and her office is next to my apartment. She's up at like five in the morning exercising, you know what I mean, on her, on her bike, you know what I mean? And then she's in there working. She's down there by like six o'clock. It's insane. She's working, falling asleep working. And but she's dedicated. Man, and I work hard, bro, but I feel like sometimes she puts me to shame. This inspiration is just that you're never too old. And don't you ever stop the fight because it's bigger than you. And to witness greatness. And this is someone who has all of the accomplishments nationally and world renowned and has a plethora of friends who are like top echelon, but does not stop and is kind and is loving just cares about the next generation to come. I think that that, she inspires me definitely all the time. Uh, Somebody else that inspires me, 
a recent guest that we had, Cassandra Nuema. She's a personal fitness coach, an amazing sister, but she has this amazing energy about her. The reason why she inspires me is because, in my opinion, whenever someone sees her, man, it's always love, and she's always just bright like the sunshine, man. And so to have that level of joy and to know yourself that well where all you do is spread love, She's a business owner and she her business is with her mom and her sister and they travel the world and take people to Africa and show them, you know, the culture and help them experience it. And just being open to sharing the culture to that extent, man. She's a an amazing person. So I aspire to want to have those characteristics in full. You know what I mean? To be able to live in that truth. <laughs> to be honest with you, man, you inspire me. Oh man, thank and you. And the reason being is because I know law school's hard, but you're also following your path and your dream. But also, now more than ever, for me, it's really showing up that I really need to be on top of finances and, you know, diversifying my portfolio and really be investing. So, man, I find inspiration in everyone that I come come across. I try to find that good in them and, and understand and see things from their perspective to say, hey, you know what? I can take this portion of who they are as a person. And I, we call that game back home. So it's like, you know, you just dropped a lot of games. So I'm like, man. My last question is, when you look in the mirror, deep down inside, what do you see? I see an ambitious young man, person, full of love, who is consistently striving to become a better man and working to help others on a consistent basis and just a dream catcher. I'm the one that's going to go all in. I'll sacrifice it all for the dream. I see that, and I see the reason to stay in my and stand in my truth, man. Well, I appreciate you, man, for for being here on the show, man. Taking the time out, coming from law school, you know what I mean, to come and be on the show. Yeah, I just, I just really appreciate it, man. It's it's a, it's been an honor being on and just being in your presence, rapping with you. You asking me questions that, to be honest, I need to be thinking about more. Yeah. You know what I mean? I need I need to talk to myself about some of these things a little bit more, not because I don't know the answer, but just because you can always dig deeper. Appreciate it, man. Somebody said something to me a long time ago. They said that change is constant, but growth is optional. And in that, you know, you have the opportunity, man, that, that personal conversation, that personal dialogue, man, is that's what makes you mm-hmm. who you are. I wish you continued success, brother. All right. Thank you. Likewise. Yeah, definitely. So Create Your Life family, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if this content is delivering value to you, please go to iTunes and Stitcher Radio and rate and review us. That helps us build our community. And that is what we're all about right now is building the community and delivering as much value as we can to you. So until next time, create your life and feed your ambition. Peace. This episode was brought to you by PodcastLaundry.com. I love Podcast Laundry. It provides a real solution to free up my time. And time is the only resource that we cannot get back. Podcast Laundry was created with love to help other fellow busy podcasters free up time so that they could do more of what they love, whether that's traveling, time with friends and family, or working on other ventures. If you want to free up your time, then have Podcast Laundry do the dirty work of note-taking, graphic creation, editing, show tagging, and uploading for you. Go to PodcastLaundry.com or call 347 to schedule your consultation and remember to use code CYLS that's podcastlaundry.com or call 347-871-8273